The Porcupine with Adam Nutter. What is up, everybody? Welcome to, want to say episode 18 of The Porcupine. Uh, real quick before we get to our guest for the day, uh, some quick plugs. Again, follow me at Adam Nutter and all the social media stuff, please. It helps. Uh, if you're listening to this, go to my YouTube, youtube.com slash Adam Nutter. Subscribe, 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 like, comment, subscribe, do all that shit, bump it up, helps the algorithm. Thank you. Um, if you want to come see me do stand up anytime soon, September 30th, I'll be in Bristol, Pennsylvania at the Comedy Works. Coming out to that, it's a Thursday night, and then uh, October fifteenth, I'll be opening up for Aaron Berg and Chalfon PA at the Pop In. Uh, all those tickets are available at droptent.com/events, along with, boom, this shirt I am wearing right now. Go over to droptent.com/store for your merch. Get this porcupine shirt. You can get your uh, disobey your local nutter shirt. Uh, with exclusive art by none other than Top Lobster himself. Again, droptent.com slash store for that stuff. And that is enough for the intros. All right. Our guest today is the man himself. Great comic out of the West Coast in Oregon. My man, Kyle Ruff. Yo, what's up, Kyle buddy? Ruff, buddy. What's going on, dude? Uh, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm stoked to finally chat with you we've been like um on the periphery area of the same circles for a while now it yeah. seems like we first met pats when uh robbie was reaching out he's like hey any other libertarian comics i know <laughs> like want to do a right. spot in oregon for the mises event and i was like yeah. oh fuck yeah i'll do that for sure i'll go out and meet other fucking mises comics and you know other lp people that are cool and I realized it was the same exact weekend I was already doing the PA convention, the Mises show. So I was like, oh, it's literally right. the same day. So I, <laughs> I can't. But that would have been, so I did want to go out. I've never been to Oregon. It would have been cool to go out there and meet everybody. But either way, it was still a good time. I mean, the, the Oregon show was a ton of fun. It was in, uh, in Cascade Locks, Oregon. And it was just like a, the, it was a libertarian convention for the state there. And it was just this tiny pavilion. And uh, Thaddeus Russell was there. gave a speech. It was awesome. Uh, I got to meet uh, Buck Johnson was there. Oh, that's cool. And it ended up being a late show. It was only about about 30, maybe 40 people tops hung out for the show and had a great time. But what you did was way cooler than that. So don't feel too bad. Well, I made, the, I made the video that the Mises Caucus made, which if you watch that video they put on YouTube, Yes. I'm on that telling a dick joke, I think. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and my, and my name's not on it, though. It's just me just telling a dick joke. I just, saw that. Yeah, it was perfect. It's like all this serious stuff, and then you just like, so what's the deal with my cock? And then they just move on. <laughs> I was like, stuff. all right, people take me serious. <laughs> like, yeah. I am like, a thanks a lot. joke. Uh, yeah, no, but... Uh, <laughs> We we definitely in the future. Hopefully, we gotta do some shit together. That'd be fun to do. Absolutely, brother. I'd love to. But for sure. Until then, here we are doing this podcast. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, like I say to everybody, or my I, the first thing I ask everybody who comes on the show because I find it everybody's path is different. And I used to ask when I first started. I'm I'm only like 18 episodes in, but when I first first started, 
I would ask people like, "Hey, how did you get into the Libertarian Party?" And I was like, "Ah, fuck the LP, right? Like, who gives a shit about the Libertarian Party?" Right. So, like, my question has evolved yeah. into like, "What just got you into the Liberty Movement? Like, what just you know, like, what was your foyer into? Like, what was it? Was there a a, a speaker, a, a moment, uh, something that personally happened to you that was like, you know what? Fu- I'm in the little, I'm all on a Liberty thing on the Liberty train." Um, kind of. There was a, uh, there wasn't. The the first thing is I got I just got red pilled super hard when I was in college. Um, have you ever seen uh, the? It's it's still on YouTube and has a lot of views. Um, I believe it's it's under like the the name like the collapse of the American dream, but it's a it's a cartoon probably about thirty minute video and it essentially just explains uh the federal reserve and the banking system okay uh in a really like digestible way for like an idiot like myself when i was you know 20 in college and i saw that and i was like wow this is super interesting i didn't know any of this and then uh i um i posted on facebook and the kid i knew from high school which i couldn't even tell you his name now random kid on the link he was like, have you ever seen the Zeitgeist movie? Mm. And I said, no, I haven't. You've seen it. I can tell by Nadia. And I was like, no, what's that about? So I click on the Zeitgeist movie. And next thing I know, I'm like in tears. And I'm like, 9-11 is a lie. And, <laughs> like, and, I, and I'm like, this is everything I know is completely upside down and backwards and stuff. Which, I mean, uh, that movie still, I don't know. It has, has some holes in it or whatever. But it, what's important is that it got me to like look in just to think like, oh, I've been lied to, or at least there's the possibility that I've been lied to about everything, you know? And then from there, um, really kind of more, I started going down a rabbit hole of the Federal Reserve. And that, what led me to uh, Stefan Molyneux, who was good on that stuff. I know people don't really like him now, and I get it. He's kind of gone off the, ever since the Trump election, he's got a little bit yeah, yeah. off the, the deep end. I feel like he's kind of changed his like core principles to suit some new narratives. But then of course you start looking into the fed at any length and where's that lead you, of course, Ron Paul. And so uh, started getting into that, got into some like, you know, the Ron Paul uh, YouTube rabbit hole, like everyone does at some point in their life, if they're smart. And <laughs> uh, from there, um, from there, it was really, I think, not until I saw Dave on Rogan. Because mm. I was like, oh, like, I, I was really into Ron Paul, but there was, there was nothing, like, new. I was, I was really, like, waiting to hear somebody who was, like, a new pundit who kind of agreed with the kind of things that I agreed with. And then I heard Dave on Rogan, and I was like, this guy gets it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've basically been on... Since then is when I've gotten more actually active in the LP and, of course, the Mises Caucus and all that and so on and so forth. So that was that was how it started off of a weird ass cartoon YouTube video. Isn't it wild how all the <laughs> rabbit holes we go down to find out where we are today? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's what well, you never know. Like, you're just going to learn something new and also be like, wait a minute, what? And, and then it changes one thing your and another thing. And thing. Yeah. And like, yeah. it literally changes then, your life. <laughs> like a dumb cartoon yeah. literally changed your life. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just ask your producer. He saw some random video and now he's on a grinder date exactly. with some guy down the street. And, and hey, that's it's never really going to be the same. You know what I'm saying? He wants to bang 
dudes in a in a fucking Starbucks bathroom in Philly. That's on him. Yeah, and that would have <laughs> never happened had he not listened to Faith by George Michael exactly. when he was a kid. And now here we are. Super great how he can't defend himself. He's not here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good. That's how I like it. <laughs> Fuck him. Fuck you, Jesse. You get for you get for going on a date with a girl. Oh, your date's more important than my podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know that, but your date's a dude now. Oh, now you're gay talking. for it. Look how that works. <laughs> <laughs> That's comedy, folks. Nothing like good old nineties mm. nineties gay jokes <laughs> to make it. Yeah, what are you gay? <laughs> high five. <laughs> God, we are so lame. Uh, it's like, uh, Killing it. Killing it, killing it, killing it, killing it. Um, the fuck I was gonna say. Uh, obviously, again, you're a comedian. I'm a comedian, and we now. Okay, actually, let me ask you this first. Mm. Were you into comedy before politics, or were you into politics before comedy? Um, I was into comedy before politics, but I didn't start doing politics or start doing comedy until after i was in the okay so i didn't um i got kind of a weird uh origin story as far as comedy goes um because i spent most of my 20s living in the woods essentially uh in montana and it All wasn't right, so grizzly after... man kyle ruff <laughs> that's right baby <laughs> Yeah, hopefully I won't die getting eaten in a tent. Oh, the worst way possible? Yeah, that'd be awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen the Grizzly dude, Man documentary? Yeah, of, course, of course I have. I'm a it's psychopath. Uh, but, dude, my, my, <laughs> this, is, this isn't funny, but it's funny because it's funny. That scene when uh, Werner Herzog, when he hears the audio, and, yes. he's, and he's the only person to ever hear it, apparently, because he never released yeah. it. But he's he... like, do not ever let anyone listen to this. <laughs> yes. You will take this and you will burn goes, it in the center of the earth. It's just the way he just, he, he has his headphones on and he just does this and he goes, that is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Very <laughs> <the way> <laughs> matter of fact. Like, it's yeah. just the way he says it's so mad. Like, no emotion almost. It's like a robot. I know, yeah. I, I'm not saying he didn't have emotion, but just a very robotic way of saying that. Because if that was me, I would have been like, that was horrible. Yeah. That was the worst thing ever. <laughs> like he was Yeah, just right. Like, so like, like, what in the hell did I just listen to? But no. Bernard Herzog's like, I am very sad right it's now. Every time I see that clip of him going, That is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life, I just break down in tears laughing. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> it's it's like it Ultron. It's like Ultron or like Thanos, like trying to like have compassion for like, <laughs> like Yeah, <laughs> I'm so sad. Like, oh are you? Oh, are okay. you? You seem like you enjoy Yeah. Part of me though wants to hear that. <laughs> Part of me. Oh, I mean, everyone kind of really? wants to hear it. I mean, it's probably. I give you a preview. It's probably just like, ah, yeah, and, blah, 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 and that's probably it. It's pro- again, it's probably actually <laughs> the worst it. thing. It's probably the worst thing imaginable. <laughs> it's probably one of the worst things imaginable. It's probably just a, a lady screaming and then the dude screaming, her dying, and then, the, and then her, him and screaming, and then her screaming, and it. It's kind of like uh, it's 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 always funny because apparently like they they the bears like attack one of them and then the other person came to the tent and then like they attack them too, which reminds me and this is a very niche joke but you're a comic so you might get it. Do you remember Scrooge the Norm Macdonald movie? Oh, Scrooge, yeah. Not, I don't. Uh, Scrooge, it's been a long time. Uh, where, not Scrooge. I'm sorry. Not Scrooge. Dirty work. Fucking. I'm sorry. Dirty work. Yes. Okay. I, I do remember. Dirty they work. break in the mobster's mansion to with to put fish in there. 
when they're hiding in the closet and then all you hear uh, you just see them in the closet but all you hear in the background is like the mobsters being like hey it's like fishing here like what is that a code word would you cop you know a cop saying it's like fishing here and then you just hear them start <laughs> murdering each other what's, what what's funny about it is because you just hear you see Artie Lang and Norm Donald like in the closet like what the fuck? And you hear them yeah. talk, like the mobster is murdering each other, but talking. He's like, oh my God, is that a chainsaw? Uh, oh my God, it's a chainsaw. Now you're taking the chainsaw <laughs> and using it on me. It's like, it's kind of like, <laughs> I kind of think of that, <laughs> like this thing where it's like, you're listening to it and it's always like, oh my God, now the bear's attacking him. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like she's narrating it. Like, oh my yeah. God, the bear is now eating his legs. Yeah. Oh, it looks so painful. Now he's eating me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's a very niche joke, but I know I like it. <laughs> but if you've seen Dirty Work, you fucking get it. It's all I'm gonna say. If you've seen Dirty Work, you're like, that's great. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, or it's like uh, Austin Powers when uh, when he falls in the pit. Will Ferrell falls in the pit. And he's like, I'm very badly <laughs> yeah. burned. It hurts very much. Yeah. Probably a lot. That's after after she narrates him getting eaten. She's like, Yeah, he's yeah. Me. And it very very hurt. <laughs> Asshole first. They don't care. Oh, he's starting <laughs> with my butt. Please don't eat my butt. Anyways, I what mean, are we talking about? I don't, comedy, kind of. So it was kind of going down oh, this yeah, road right. anyway. Uh, no, because yeah, that's, that's interesting. Because I I also have a co- interesting comedy. Uh, my comedy, uh, fucking backstory. So what's sure. your comedy backstory then? Like what's your oh, okay. um, what's your weird comedy backstory? Because you said I have an interesting, trip yeah. in comedy. No, I didn't. I didn't start until I was. Uh, my first open mic was I was 29. I'm oh, 29th birthday. Yeah. But I'd always like had an interest in doing it. But uh, from 20, there wasn't really a place. I went to a small college or at least like a small town. So there's nowhere to do it uh, in northern Michigan is where I was at. I moved to Cincinnati briefly for like a year. And I thought about doing it there. Didn't get a chance to. And then I started working seasonally in Glacier National Park in Montana which was on an Indian reservation in the middle of this three hours to the next small town. And it's, you know, there's no, if I were to do comedy, I'd have to go all the way to like Missoula and it'd be like two people there. Um, but I was also working the winters in Steamboat Springs, which is where I'm at now, which is a little resort town, also in the middle of nowhere uh, in Colorado. So I'd, like I said, I'd always thought about it, never worked out to live anywhere where it was an option and then i ended up doing one winter in uh ann arbor michigan and uh my my girlfriend was going to grad school there and there was a comedy club down the street and i was like man that'd be kind of fun maybe i'll do it and uh i went to one open mic saw some guy some poor soul i I can't remember his name but i'll never forget his his pathetic face and he ate just a just a trough of shit. Yeah. Like not even like oh, just the biggest. Like it was complete. There was no applause or noise in the That's audience. Rough. And it was a sizable audience until he left. And then it was like give it up for <laughs> you know, one of those. Um and I just thought I was like, well, even if I'm terrible, I'll be better than that guy, you know, the classic right. <laughs> the classic hype up reapers. Right. So I did that. Uh I did two open mics there. And it went pretty well. And then I broke up with my girlfriend and I left Ann Arbor. And I was like, well, I'll probably never do that again. And I went back to Steamboat. And it just so happened that about six, seven months later, 
um, on Facebook, someone was like, hey, in Steamboat, we're going to crash an open mic, like a music open mic, and try comedy. Who wants to do it? And my roommate had known that I'd done it before, so he tagged me in it. And there was a group of about five of us who did it. And I was, it was me and one other guy were the only ones who'd ever done it before. Oh, wow. And everyone kind of ate turds, but I went up at the end with like a routine that I'd practiced and just killed it. I mean, but it was in front of like all my friends and stuff. I mean, it was a raw set, but had a great response. Everyone's like, oh, we should do this more often. And uh, we ended up, me and this group of like six people just starting out, ended up just starting like to produce our own comedy shows, even though we, again, we'd never done it before. We did, we did three open mics there and then did our first show uh, in front of about 60 people, which I headlined because I was the most experienced. That's a, lot, that's a decent about. amount of people, dude. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, within, and that went pretty well. We had some ups and downs, but within, basically within like a year, year and a half uh, of the first time I've ever done it, I was headlining at our local theater in a sold out show of 160 people. You know what I mean? Like we just started throwing these wow. shows out, even though we had no idea what we were doing. Right. And uh, the community was like, we've never seen anything like this before. So people would come out to our shows and stuff. So I kind of like, I didn't have a choice. I was like, well, I have to like be good because everyone's counting on me mm. <laughs> because there's nobody else. And so I started, I kind of just got thrown into the fire uh, in an unusual way, which has kind of been our story doing comedy's little town is it's we, we've kind of skipped the line as far as being able to work with a lot of people uh, and, and do these kind of bigger shows, whereas a lot of people in Denver have to kind of go through the ropes for a number of years mm -hmm. uh, to get these kind of opportunities. So I've just been really lucky. Um, and the, the little group we had, I've kind of taken it over because I was the most serious and now it's a business that I own and I bring in people like Robbie Bernstein has been out. I reached out to him uh, about, that was January 2020 before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I had Robbie Bernstein come out, go skiing. Uh, but I've had like Sean Patton from Comedy Central come out and Cypher Sounds and Shane Torres and Adam Kate and Holland and some big guys out here in the Denver scene. We've just kind of like built up this, That's cool. this little comedy scene. And it's been awesome. We got a good podcast. Um, I'm hosting events all the time, corporate gigs coming through. Uh, and yeah, it's all just kind of happened off of like a Facebook post. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's know? wild. It's fucking wild. But yeah, it worked out for the best. Things. So Absolutely. how long? So how long have you been doing comedy then? If you started mm, twenty nine, technically three. I mean, three and a half years, basically. Wow, dude, that's fucking impressive. Because I mean, I'm doing it for eight. And I mean, again, I I'm from New York. I started in New York. It's just different. You know, I I, yeah. I didn't have. I couldn't do what you did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, it, cause everyone's, elbow everyone's doing that in New York. Literally what you're doing, everyone's doing, but they have better connections or whatever the fuck, you know, it's like, it's like, so it's like, it's impossible. And then, you know, I moved to outside of Philly and well, Philly already has a scene. So it's like, yeah, it's the same fucking thing. Right. You know, so I'm like, God damn it. Everywhere you go. But, uh, luckily like, you know, uh, my comedy partner, which that sounds so fucking lame when you say that, but you know, I don't know what it's called. That was okay. <laughs> my comedy partner, Neil Wood, <laughs> who I do my comedy podcast with cult of us. Um, we have a yeah, little, I like it. thank you. We have a little network out here, uh, drop tent media that we cultivated and we you know we run one show a month. Uh, we do two shows one night and it's great. Uh, it's super fun, but like, 
It's not in Philly. It's it's outside of Philly because Philly is fucking. It's pointless. You have two. You have two comedy clubs in Philly. You have Helium and and Punchline. What am I gonna compete with fucking Helium and Punchline? No. Right. <laughs> like I'm just not. So so we we have our own shit out by us. Oh, not by me. Uh, I'm in Philly right now, at the studio. But uh, out in Bucks County in PA, right outside of Philly. It's this place called Chalfont, and that's where we run the show, and it's fucking great. We sell out every single month, two shows. It's fucking, it's a, it's a, it's a blast, and that's, Hell what, yeah, that's man. what we do. You know, I know, of course, that's we do this. travel yeah. and stuff too, but like that's our little thing that we cultivated here. Absolutely, man, and that's the way to do it now. You can, you don't have to go through the typical channels and go go to Helium and kiss their ass for six years to become a paid regular or whatever, or kiss their ass for a decade or more. To try oh, to get your foot in the door, you know, dude. Yeah, I mean, no one from Helium's watching this, so who gives a fuck? But like, like they're, I so many. Sh- I mean, a lot of my friends actually uh, work there, and they are good. Like, they, yeah, but they also because their kiss ass is a lot of fucking comics are, are are in there, and they like they host weekends. And I'm like, you guys are fucking shit comics, but you just suck the dick of the, old, the fucking old managers. Right. So you yeah, know, you've been like, here sucking for long enough. Yeah, you're there you know? every day. Like, oh, dude, you're doing shitty open mics. I'm like, yeah, man. Of course, you're eventually gonna do something. Someone's eventually gonna throw you off because you suck their dick long enough. It's of course it's how it goes. Right. But I'm like, I'm not doing yeah. that. I'm fucking 35 years old. Yeah. <laughs> like I've been doing this yeah. for eight years. Eight, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I already carved my own path. You know what I'm saying? Like I, yeah. I I'm not. You clearly don't want me. Got it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I'm not because I'm not willing to do what you want done. Right. Yeah, you want to do it your way, they want to do it their way. Well, it's their way or the highway. Right. And you're like, well, I guess the highway, the it, highway is. it is. bitch. I'll, you know, I'll, Mad Max it is. We make more money, again, traveling, doing gigs, and doing our own shit than I ever will at Helium or Punchline. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Unless I'm Absolutely. headlining there and I'm not. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. <laughs> so it's, why would I not just keep doing what I'm doing? Absolutely. No, just keep keep building your own audience, getting your own scene. You're doing a great job with the podcasts and all that. Yeah. You don't need cultivate you know, your own shit. Fuck, absolutely. Fuck their shit. Make your own shit. Uh so my question to you is because uh, you know, I've asked every comic who's on the show this this question because it it's it's hard for us. First of all, there's like five fucking libertarian comics and we're one we're two of them. And we're two of them. <laughs> Do you realize that? I, I'm serious. Like, I, there's, honestly, there's, I don't know who's the fifth one. Okay, so there's there's us. There's Robbie. Yeah. yeah. There's Lou Perez. There's Dave. That's five. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, one, one, I need two, to meet three, Lou. Four, <laughs> uh, I'm doing. Uh, uh, Lou's awesome. I'm actually doing that uh, Fairfax gig with Lou, uh, and Robbie in October second in Virginia. Oh, sick. That Mises well, it's thing. Well, funny. I'm. I'm doing the week after me and Robbie are doing a gig at Texas at uh, the Renegade University. Yeah, event down yeah I, there. Saw, I saw that. It's sick. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, that's, that's what I'm saying. What we're this is what we're doing is better than that bullshit. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and we I'm get saying. to be around people that we like. And yes, stuff too. And it, the comedy community these days we're surrounded by a lot of. Uh, uh, dickheads. Yeah, be the well, th- that's my point. So th- there's us, and I I kind of count Sam Tripling in there a little bit, like uh, Doug Stanhope. I I consider, like, yeah. and uh, Chrissy Mayer. I, I consider because she's like you know that we're liber- I had her on, and she's awesome. I- I've been I've been on her show. She's fucking great. We talked about it a little right. bit. She's not really she's not she's not technically libertarian, but she's not, but she has a lot of libertarian I- ideologies. You know what I'm saying? Small L. Yeah. yeah. So so I think um there's like seven of us. Honestly, I mean, could you name anyone else? Uh, no. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. 
think that's about it. So, so my question, like I said, the same question I asked them is how much shit do you get from fellow comics from being an outward open libertarian in the comedy world? Because I get a shit ton. Um, I don't get, I like to be, uh, well, when I go to like, like pork fest or something, I'll just lay it on, you know, thick, but just generally speaking, like, I don't, I don't just get on stage and like, be like, I'm a libertarian. So blah, blah, blah. I'll just kind of subtly hit in, like, I'll throw in bits about how like voting is stupid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or like, um, I have a bit that I've been working on forever and I'm still trying to really finish it, but about how, um, how I think Amazon is better. It's basically about how like Amazon didn't pay any taxes and everyone was pissed. And I was like, well, who would I rather give my money to Amazon or the United States federal government? Like kind of compare and contrast, like, and just things to get people thinking, like, I'm like, well, like they both use drones, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like one uses it to drop off socks. The other one uses it to drop off hellfire missiles on a wedding party, (laughs) you know? So it's like little things like kind of a sprinkle in there where they're kind of like, oh yeah, that's I never thought of it that way, you know. So I don't my my close comic friends do know that I'm a libertarian, that I come and do like poor fest and stuff like that. Uh like they have to like I showed them the the picture of the crowd at Pork Fest, which is about damn near seven hundred people. And they're like, How the hell did you get to an event like that? And I'm like, Well, let me explain to you what right. libertarian is. Right. <laughs> so I, I kind of have to, I can't hide it anymore, I guess. It's like it's like being a closeted homosexual. I can't, sooner or later, <laughs> they're all going to figure it out from my weird hobbies. Uh, but I don't get a ton of shit. There's one guy in my comedy group who gives me shit, but he is about the most blue-pilled. Right. And, like, he'll come in and just replete some line from CNN. I remember, was it about, was it about a year or so ago when Trump was going to pull out of Syria and CNN was all like the Kurds. Right. What are we gonna do about the Kurds? And and this guy comes to me and he he started trying to talk about the Kurds, and I was just like, Drew, you don't know a fucking thing, thing yeah. about the Kurds no, or Afghanistan or Syria or anything. Dude, the best way to handle people like that is go, okay, cool, go grab a rifle and go over there and fight for them. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, you're so not you willing. Right to, you're not willing to do that. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's I mean, solid point Be- because it's like yeah. you're willing to send other americans to die for it mm-hmm. potentially but you're not willing to do it so th- that's yeah. that's my philosophy with the whole any war shit right like unless you're willing to pick up and lay down your life for that cause then you shouldn't tell the soldiers that we use as weapons to do that either absolutely <laughs> and that's right? just like so what uh yeah absolutely and that's what Dave was saying on his show uh, yesterday, the day before. Uh, I was like, oh, you want, like, all these immigrants to come in? Like, how many are going to go in your house? Right. Well, like, then like, oh, none? Well, yeah. I- I've, said this, I've said this before on the show a thousand times. I've said it on maybe every libertarian podcast I've done. But, like, white elitist liberals are the most racist people on the planet. Oh, God, yeah. So, like, it's not even close. It's not even close. I mean, close. It's not even, honestly, them, they, they give the clan a run for their money. Legitimately. Oh, yeah. Like, they legitimately do. Well, they really do. So, and it's the, it's the bigotry of low expectations thing that gets me all the time where people are like, oh, well, like, we can't, we can't have like a free market because the black people will starve. It's like, what are you, 
what are you trying to say? Right? Are they you retarded? I mean? <laughs> like, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, so this this is why I, it's a great point I want to bring up to another comic because I don't believe in punching down. I don't think that exists. I think if you're mm-hmm. I think if you're a racist or you're or whatever you're a bigot, you th- you you think it exists. And here's my here's why. Because the idea, what's punching down? The idea of punching down is making something less than me. Okay, well, yeah. I don't think black people are less than me. I don't think anyone is less than me. Right. I, I make fun of everybody because we're all equals, and we all understand nuance and humor, and we're all fun, and that's what bonds people is humor. You think that a black person or a Hispanic person can't speak for themselves, like they can't defend themselves. Yeah. What's more racist? <laughs> a yeah. white person telling a, a minority that we know what's best for you will handle it or mm-hmm. letting everybody be a human being together what's more racist yeah and uh, it's it's so obvious too but they're like oh well yeah uh, well oppression and uh systems and right speech you know <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> bullshit exactly all bullshit i will say i disagree i definitely think there's people that are less than me just not groups. <laughs> yes, no, <laughs> no, definitely for individuals, sure. individuals who are right? Because as as a good libertarian, we don't like collectivism. <laughs> That's exactly right. No, right. I mean, technically, all those than. idiots could get together and make a collective. Sure. In which case, I would call it a collective. That collective you know, A group of idiots. <laughs> yeah, but sure. I could also go through individually and find out why they're all retarded. You know. Yeah. But just so it, we're clear. <laughs> so th- that's why I always say that. I'm like, well, punch you down again. It just means I'm you're less than me. So you're saying that they're less than us? And they're like, oh, well, I didn't say that. Well, you kind of did. <laughs> you yeah, kind of did. It, we just defied yeah. it. Right. So you, you did. Yeah. Um, that's a good workaround for that if you ever have to run into that problem <laughs> in the mm. future. Duly noted. <laughs> Duly noted, sir. Uh, but like, I have a, again, I'll have a thing where people like, won't book me and stuff because of my they think I'm a fucking Nazi. Really? Yeah. Like I've caught wind well, of it, like, you know, behind, you know, through third party being like, Yeah, that uh, that guy or girl doesn't like you. They think you're fucking I'm like, Yeah, because they're dumb. Right. Like because they're dumb and they don't want to actually ever have a conversation with me or or, or right. ever. And I'm sure if they if they came up and asked you what you thought, they would, you know, it would never come to that. But they they never want to come up and ask you what you think. They want to presuppose what you think and then label you and put a put a nice shiny sticker on your head that says Nazi or whatever shit. That that because then they can attack the label without having to actually attack your ideas. Right. Uh, but that sucks that you've had that label. I haven't I haven't had anyone actually label me yet. Um, I just assume it'll happen. I will. I'll give it time. Uh, it was. It, listen, it was. It was small. It, it didn't matter. Uh, it, it doesn't matter even because, like, and especially uh, on again my comedy podcast, Cult of Us. Uh, fucking mm-hmm. Neil and I got the, we they, someone tried to come after us for a joke we made on the podcast, and mm. it was a clip we put out. By the way, <laughs> it's not like they found it. It was the clip yeah. we released. Yeah, and uh, it was from the, I, I won't I won't even give her name credence because she doesn't deserve it. But it was from a female quote unquote comic who is th- these are these people. This is these are how far removed these people are from like actually really caring. It's just all a game <laughs> to them. She yeah. saw the clip, reached out to Neil, who I do my podcast with, said to him. Hey, are you still gonna employ Adam Nutter? Thinking that like I just work on Neil's network somehow, 
Like we don't. <laughs> like this is what I'm saying. She doesn't even. Do, there's no research done. Like there's nothing. Yeah. She's and, and, of course not. And you know, being like, are you still gonna employ Adam Nutter after what he said? And he goes, I'm on the cliff with him. Like that was what he wrote back. That was and me. That I was there with him. I was next to him. Did you even watch it? So it, it leads me to believe that somebody told her about it, and she just, without even watching it, mm-hmm. just fired because she heard a name of Neil, Neil's name, and just fired off. And then this guy, I used to do a podcast with. He turned out to be a super hardcore lefty. Didn't know that going into it. Hmm. He sees the clip and then goes on Facebook, doesn't tag me because he's a pussy. And, and they all have this, that in common, right. for sure. They wrote this. By the way, he's a 54 year old man who, oh boy. Who, who, who lives off his veterinary girlfriend. He's a waiter, doesn't, he can never, he, she pays for their apartment, she pays for all the bills, she pays for everything. She, yeah. can't she must him. have to be a vet because she has to take care of him because yeah. he's a parasite. He's a, Exactly. Good job. Thank you. Comedy. Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Comedy. Uh, yeah, he's a fucking, he's like a legitimate beta male. He's legitimate, like, like he's, he's like the stereotypical, like, and he's like a five foot nothing, like, like glass. Like, the, think of that guy. That's what he looks like. Like, for real. All he's missing is, like, pink hair, basically. Yeah, he doesn't have that, but like he is a legitimate loser. He's working on it, like a legitimate <laughs> loser for his age. Like, you know, Jesus Christ! And uh, he wrote this giant thing on Facebook, like, uh, how I'm a Trump supporter, <laughs> like all this shit, this lies. And I'm like, I didn't. By the way, didn't read it because I refused to. I, I just again kind of right. caught it, kind of Neil Neil read it because he was laughing. He's like, dude, this is hilarious. So he kind of gave gave me like paraphrase it to me. I was like, that's so funny. Like you know, and then um. No one engaged with it because I refuse to engage with that stuff. Yeah, it's illegitimate. And then yeah, if you, you don't want to legitimize right. it. And then if you look at like his engagement with the with the Facebook post, it was like two likes, four comments. It was just him and the same chick. Like it, it, they're in an echo chamber. Like no one cares. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And like and like I, Neil and I. And it's funny because then a bunch of comics DM'd me, and then like yo, that shit, that clip was hilarious, dude. <laughs> like fuck those, and I was like, yeah, no, I don't. I'm like, you guys legitimately care more than I do. Like, and this was yeah. uh, over two years ago. This happened, by the way. This isn't like any. This wasn't soon. This was like a while ago. But I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, we ignored it because if you give this bullshit legitimacy or re- uh, make it relevant, then that's what gives it legs. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck. It's these just people. like a they baby throwing a temper time. tantrum. If you, yeah, if you give them attention, then they're gonna be like, well, obviously this is working. I'm gonna keep doing it. You know right, I mean? so I'm like, have fun that in that void, you fucking tool. No <laughs> one's listening, like you know, no one's listening yeah. to you, you fucking yeah, asshole. No one cares. So, you might get that eventually. <laughs> like you just might. Oh, well, I was gonna. I was texting before. I got an email after one of the events that I did, and I was gonna read it to you. Remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, my camera might have to get a little bit shaky. No, no here, go for but... it. All right, where is my email? This is the best. So um, on, on Wednesday nights, once a week, I host an event in Steamboat Springs called the Adult Spelling Bee, which is... That already sounds uh, like a spelling bee for people who can't spell. That's exactly it. <laughs> Pretty much. And I'm, by the so, way, a fucking good... Spe- I'm like an I'm like artistically good at spelling. 
So fuck this guy already. Yeah, I'm weirdly good at it. <laughs> um, I don't know what it is, but I'm weirdly good at it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hey, one of my one of my favorite words. See if you can spell it. Can you spell gubernaculum? Which, if you don't know, is the tissue that aids in the dropping of the testicle. Wait, say it one more time. Gubernaculum. Guber. I see. I, I, you're kind of breaking up. So it sounds like you're saying gubernacular. Gubernaculum. G U B E R N A C U L U M. That is correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You nailed it. <laughs> I told you. By you the way, can compete. the pressure on me to nail that after I just said I'm artistically good it. at spelling. <laughs> wow. Woo! <laughs> Fuck yeah, no, you bitch. killed it. <laughs> All right. I was actually kind of hoping that you wouldn't. Yeah, I know you said. were. Because you're a good comic. And I would have been in the same boat as you. I'd be like, I'd be fucking it and fucks this up so I could trash him. <laughs> go ahead. Go with your, you got it. Go ahead All right. Your, so, here, uh, let me email. read you this email. This is, um, this is after the adult spelling bee, which is just, it's a great bit because, like, I host it and it's just like a spelling bee where I, I say off words like that people come up and they can ask like what's the definition or they can say can you use it in a sentence and i'll be like yeah like you know lick my gubernaculum i can just say whatever i want right right right? and it's just me and usually another comic and we'll just kind of like crowd work the whole time and make fun of people when they get words wrong we'll just tell them they suck and stuff um so i don't know when this word was said because we were just firing at the hip right but i got an email so this is the email. It says, uh, I won't say her name, but it's a super duper white lady. Karen. <laughs> it's, it might as well be Karen. Uh, it says, to whom it may concern. I was enjoying a drink with my brother last night at Steamboat Whiskey Company, who was in from out of town. Our server was professional and friendly, and the drinks and atmosphere was great. Unfortunately, comma, however, comma. Oh, what a cunt. For emphasis. Oh, yeah. Despite being a local in the community, I won't be returning to this establishment because I was shocked and embarrassed by the adult spelling bees MC's use of the term, quote, retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, if you, if you click on, she, she highlighted the word retarded after she put quotations around it, and it hyperlinks to an article on the Special Olympics website that said that is about why you're no longer allowed to use the word retarded. So that was a nice little, little added bonus. <laughs> Anyways, I'll continue. Use the term retarded. While this term might have been acceptable when I was young, its use is no longer acceptable. Here's the fun part. It is the equivalent of using the quote N word. No, it's not. Unquote, right. If you describe <laughs> an African-American but the MCs obviously find it more acceptable because they are less likely to have their asses kicked by an individual with intellectual disability as opposed to an African-American. All right, so this is, like you said, one, no, it's not. That's like there's a Mulaney bit about midgets. 
I, like I was just gonna say what comic yeah. has the word where it say well we're saying midgets now. What what yeah, it's Mulaney. That was it. Thank you. It's John Mulaney. Yes. He's like, if you're comparing yes. which word is worse and you won't even say, say one of the right. words. That's the worst word. That's, that's the it. worst word. That's exactly the bit. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It was Mulaney. I was like, was it CK? Also, I thought it was Louie for a minute. No, it was No, it's Mulaney. But uh they also um <laughs> great bit. <laughs> so true. That was the best. It's fantastic <laughs> so bit. true. But uh they they also have that subtle care and racism here where it says, yes, uh, yeah, I noticed they said, uh, but the MCs find it more acceptable because they're less likely to get their asses kicked by an individual with intellectual disability as opposed to an African-American, which then, of course, supposes that all African-Americans, if they hear this word, they'll just turn into some kind of uncontrollable, uncontrollable monster, monster and which, want to fight. Which, yeah. but also, like, hey, by the way, no many black people are super peaceful. Like, they're not aggressive at all. Even if they hear that word, they're like, yeah. hey, it's not like that's like. Also, I have eight years of MMA under my belt. Try me, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> Try. I don't me. think I don't think you're gonna take me either way. But also, it's like you know, there's some black people out there who are smart enough to know that you know, sticks and stones might break my right. bones, but words will never hurt me. Obviously, your kid doesn't know that, probably because he's intellectually disabled. Um. So then she does go on to say, I am the mother of a child with special needs in our community, and I worry constantly about him or her being bullied, made fun of. Okay, fair enough. I have never heard this term used in our community, especially in an open microphone. It scares me to think that this term could be used to justify making him and others like him feel less than human and put him in an even greater risk for being taken advantage of or bullied. All right. So no one's making anyone feel less than human. You know what I mean? Like that is a complete exaggeration. And yes. with, when, when you're using it in this context, like in the same context that we've used it 10 times on this podcast yeah, yeah. already, we're not talking about people who are disabled. Never it's one not time. like, oh, you see that guy with Down syndrome? What a stupid retard. Right. I would never, never, never do that. But of course, context doesn't matter to Karens. Right. And then she finished it, says, uh, please address these concerns with your MCs. If you don't, if you don't, I will make sure to make my concerns for your company's role in endorsing hatred in Steamboat more public. Thank you, Karen McCarenstein. Right. So th that's what it comes down to. Is she's like, I want to feel important. So if you don't do what I say, yep, pound the back, the wrath of the Karen and blah 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 blah. So like, like a lot of this stuff. Your camera's off, the by the way. Day, oh, it is. Yeah, I, I know it was off when you were reading, but I assumed. Uh, they had to be. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So at the end of the day, like all this stuff, it's people just want to feel like they're important and what they say. You know, I said that you can't yep. say that. No, they didn't say it anymore because no. I'm important. I always go with the uh, Doug Stanhope uh, letter about that word, about the retarded word. When he wrote that letter years ago about the word and how it's like, you know, mm. no matter what word you come up with, it's always going to be used as that slang. For any, any word yeah. you use for stupid, it's going to be because that's what we mean. It again, it's like faggot, right? Like, I've never yeah. once ever ever used it to a derogatory gay way. It just meant like Absolutely. you being a fucking bitch, dude. Get get off, <laughs> yeah. stand up and quit being like all my gay friends think that you're a big faggot. Yeah, like <laughs> it's like Lucy Cave again. That's to talk about other great comics bits, but it's like you know, yeah, quit, quit uh, you know, stepping a faggot and suck that dick. You know, it's like, yes, because it has nothing to do because because it just it became part of the lexicon in in, mm -hmm. in, in America and in, in our language. And we made it be not that 
actual word, if that makes sense, right? So like, right. we made retarded actually mean retarded. <laughs> we actually made it mean just like your friends being stupid. <laughs> like, like we That's made true. it that. Like we were like again. In fact, it's the same thing. Like we made it be like, no, you're being a bitch. Like we never. Yes, now I understand there were some. There are gay people that you know. That's the last word they heard as their skull got kicked in. I get it. Like. That's unfortunate, yeah. and those people are fucking monsters. But there's there's nuance, right? You know, and like and also those people weren't monsters because they said a word. They're monsters because they kicked someone's skull. Exactly. In. You know exactly. what I mean? <laughs> there's exactly. some context. It just, here. That's what I'm saying. There's nuance and context. That, like we're joking, and like again, if I'm if I, if I like again, if we're playing football, and like you get hit in your stomach, you're like, oh, I'm like, get up, you fucking faggot. We're playing football. What are you doing? Like it's not like right. I'm like this gay man. I'm 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 making making sure everybody knows he's gay and I'm like that's no good no I'm like you're a bitch we're playing football get up like, right. like it doesn't yeah. like it's all it means by the way even if you were gay I'm still gonna call you that in that context because it means <laughs> you're being a bitch <laughs> get up you're being a bitch right yeah. get up <laughs> it's all it's all it ever meant but you know obviously the argument is like well that's not okay to use because evil people I'm like yeah I get what you're saying. But I disagree. <laughs> like, you know, right? Because again, because Doug Stanhope. I mean, even Doug, even super liberal fucking professors in Harvard were like, "Yeah, he's kind of right." Like yeah, they agree course. with him. It's like, well, they they'll agree for about ten minutes and then they'll forget and they'll go back to whatever they were thinking before. You know, right. whatever the approved thing is. I mean, everyone kind of, um, everyone kind of knows this shit. And this is why I I do still subscribe to the kind of vague idea that like pretty much everyone is a libertarian. They just don't know it yet. Yeah. Or or at least they don't want to come to grips with it or admit it. Uh, which a lot of I would just listen to a, a Buck Johnson's podcast before this, and uh, the guys on there it was Steve Messina and I can't remember the other guy, um, who does Jason Stapleton show. But they were kind of talking about it, like, oh well, like, uh. Like we keep saying that everyone wants to be a libertarian, but they don't. They they want to be controlled and they want this and that. And I'm like, I they they what they want is what suits them in the moment. What they don't want is to stick to a principle. You know what I mean? And so if you're if you're saying like, oh, not everyone actually wants to be left alone, it's like, well, they do want to be left alone when it affects their day-to-day lives or affects something that they care about. And if not being left alone if having government control affects what they care about in their daily lives, then they're going to want it. And so it's all about showing them that the way to get things done is without government, without force. And just because it's helping you now or it works in your favor now to have government control and government force, it can very easily be turned against you. In fact, it does oh, it flip flops all the time throughout all of history. So that's, that's my little libertarian rant. Right there. <laughs> well, I'm do it. Uh, yeah, I don't like Jason Stapleton anymore. That guy became a real fucking loser. I don't really, I don't really know him. To be honest with you. Yeah, it's not even worth talking about him. But nah, fuck him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> you're dying. Dude, I, I swear oh, to God. I hit 35. I'm not even 30. No, I'm not at all. Uh, I'm. I have. A, <laughs> I grew up in Staten Island next to the dump. So I don't think I could get coronavirus. I think I'm just immune to it. <laughs> because, <laughs> he has superpowers now. <laughs> because I grew up next to a dump. So I think I just have fought off every other virus possible. I, I think I'm immune to all viruses. I'm just going anything. Uh, nice. No, I, I, I hit like I'm 30. I'm, I'll be 35 in November. 
and I don't know, like my body's falling apart now. Like my sh- dude, my shoulder doesn't work. My neck is in pain. My neck's giving me headaches every day. I feel, dude, I had such a bad headache the other day from my neck muscles being shitty. I thought yeah. I was dying. I was like, this is it. This is how I die. My head's going to burst. <laughs> I'm going to fucking get aneurysm from this fucking shitty neck pain. That's how much my head hurt, dude. It's I'm falling <laughs> apart. I'm, fu- I'm legit. Dude, this is how bad my shoulder got. My shoulder muscle, because I stopped working out because I don't care. I don't care anymore. Like, I was an athlete. Yeah, I was an athlete when I was younger. People uh, people who, you know, know me already. Sorry for listening to this again, but for all new listeners, this is a little quick backstory about him. You know, I played football for a long time. I did MMA for a little mm. bit. I mm. fucking, my whole life for, like, my teens and even my early 20s was, like, just working out, eating right, working out, working out, working out. Wor- I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> run anymore. I don't want to lift a weight. I don't want to smell a gym. I really fucking it's like it's like it gives me like a bad nostalgic like you know because of like oh, how much time and effort I put in for no reason. I'm doing this now. I'm not in the NFL. I'm not in the UFC. I got brain damage for no reason. <laughs> no fucking reason <laughs> for no money. For no money, I made a total of maybe twelve hundred dollars playing football. <laughs> like, like, it's like nothing. Like, it's a fucking waste of time. I swear to Christ, it was. But so, like, you got those sweet concussions though. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I have sweet CT and brain trauma. It's great. So I don't want to <laughs> work out anymore. So when I stopped working out, you know, I went from like a fucking muscle two ten. I was like, you know, in shape, to mm-hmm. a fat. 260 oh wow i blew the fuck up i said i'm eating all the food in the world (laughs) and i just stopped care and i did that for i call them uh the fatum years the fat adam years (laughs) 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 so for like five years from like 26 to like 29 ish Mm. i was like fat as fuck fat as fuck and then i was like okay this is crazy unhealthy <laughs> what the fuck i look gross and then i now i'm down to 160 160 just yeah, 100 pounds I'm 160 right now Jesus but i didn't work out at all just i just quit eating garbage i just intermittent fasted oh there you go but <laughs> in the course of doing so uh I've, I've, for years, I've had this shoulder pain, like, right back by my blade, like, right under my blade, kind of. And I assumed mm-hmm. this from years of sports, right? Just from years of contact before it's fucking on my shoulder. You know, it's fucking getting twerked in football, getting twerked in MMA, all that shit, right? Sure. So, finally, go. I'm like, I, I would be standing still, and I would just get this shearing, like, this shooting pain in my shoulder. For no, I'm like, this isn't good. So, I finally go to the doctor. He's like, all right, so, here's the deal. It's definitely from sports. Half of it. I was like, okay. He's like, the other half is, remember when you were fat and then you weren't fat, but you didn't work out at all? I was like, yeah. He's like, you just lost the muscle that you used to lift your fucking shoulder up and your arm. He's like, you just deteriorated. Like, I lost like, like he it's lost gone. It like your keys? Oh, okay. Now like it's gone forever. <laughs> as in like you just kind of atrophied, atrophied. Yeah. So the muscles that you're using to lift your arm are muscles that shouldn't be used to lift your arm. They're overcompensating for your other muscles. 
Right. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I know that was even a thing. And he's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, you know, like when uh, orcas like their fins flop over from beating sea worlds, like that's your shoulder. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> he's like an atrophied, just <laughs> atrophied in court. So I was like, great. And he's like, also your next fucked. <laughs> I was like, awesome. He's like, cool. your next. He's like, your next fucked from football. A hundred percent. I was like great <laughs> thanks bud so now i'm in physical therapy for my shoulder and my neck but on top of that i also have this lower back pain and my legs just go numb for no reason man you sound like you're in great shape dude yeah right fucking crushing it <laughs> so it. dude all oh, my arms go numb for my neck pain it's crazy it's fucking i honestly sometimes i'm like what's uh, maybe destiny okay you know i said okay how the back of that be <laughs> How bad could it turn out? Just be done. Just be, be done with this. this fucking su- it gets worse from here, right? Because there's no way. Get- Dude, I've been in physical therapy for t- like a month and a half. I yeah. swear to God, my shoulder pain—it's not. It hasn't. It's the same. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it's, it's the same. It's the fucking same. I'm like, I'm like, is this supposed to always hurt when I'm just sitting still? They're like, no. I'm like, it still does. So what are we doing here? Like, what the fuck are we doing? So, how do I fix this? Like, well, you could die. Like, you could die. I'm like, okay. How do we do that? Yeah, <laughs> we're like, ah, we're not allowed. What are like, the oh. steps? You're like, if only we was a libertarian doctor and you Kevorkian could just kill had me. the right idea. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then I'm like, at this at this point, I'm like, is surgery an option? And he's like, not really. I'm like, okay. Sick. So, <laughs> sick. So just pain forever. <laughs> That's what we're going with. Be here. <laughs> eternal pain got it that sounds yeah. awesome like this is just how you are now until you die eventually yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck my death just kill me or give me opioids at least <laughs> like i'll try them <laughs> yeah right at least some <laughs> opioids try. can i get some some oxy fuck, on the let way me out just here? have fun let me just kill myself like that way <laughs> uh this is an awful segue cancel culture <laughs> <laughs> Like how you want to cancel your life. There you go. I want to cancel my life definitely. Uh, okay, well, we kind of covered a little bit, I guess. I guess you guys not really yeah. affected you at all yet. Not not directly yet. There's been, for, for as yuppie as the town I'm in is, because it's like a kind of bougie ski town and stuff, um, they're really trying to make it like Vail. Like we have the second most expensive lift ticket in Colorado like a school or for like a ski town so like it's more expensive than like aspen and all the fans more expensive than aspen more expensive than aspen What's and they're the building a new expensive? gondola right now it's i want to say it's veil vale. veil vale is two, oh veil vale, right veil vale is 235 or 240 a day and we're 225 wait to do what ride the fucking lift to go to go, to go skiing yeah oh suck a dick yeah <laughs> That's well, it's crazy, kind huh? of long, a complicated thing, but the, the big thing is they're doing this thing called the Icon Pass. So essentially, half the resorts in Colorado, which is basically half the resorts in the U.S., they all the resorts split up into basically two camps. And one is owned by Vail, and the other one's owned by Altera, which is who uh, Steamboat is under. And each one of them individually sells their own pass. Uh, the Steamboat one is called the Icon Pass. The Vail one is called the Epic Pass. And if you buy that, you can ski at any of the resorts. And basically, they're just pushing everyone to do that. Mm. Like the the base one is like six hundred bucks. So it's like, do you want to ski for three days or do you want to buy an icon pass? And so, so is that, oh, is that for a year? Yeah, that's not bad. Which there's I guess. different levels to it. 
there's like the six hundred dollar one comes with like a bunch of blackout days. You can only do like X amount here, right, X amount right. there. But then there's like if you want unlimited, you got to pay like twelve hundred bucks. And but if you're so an avid skier, though, that's not yeah. bad. Oh, not at all. Yeah. I mean, everybody has it. Every single person has it. And so they're like, why would we even sell lift tickets anymore? Like, you can't even buy a season pass to a resort. You got to buy the icon wow. to get that resort plus other one. So it's the lift ticket thing is kind of deceiving because of that. But still, if you want to buy a single day or the second most expensive one around uh, more than Breckenridge, more than Aspen, more than uh, Telluride, who are all these like that's where like the billionaires flying on their helicopters right. and stuff and steamboat charges more which is insane we're also building the second longest gondola in north america right now for really? no reason i don't know why we don't have any employee <laughs> housing there's no place for anyone to live but we're gonna spend a billion dollars on a fucking gondola that we already have anyways uh what was my original play oh so as much as it's a bougie town people because it's like it's still pretty rural Colorado. It's 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 bougies surrounded by a sea of rednecks. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Or at least like regular people. So I don't run into a lot of of Karens like what was in the email. I only get a couple of those. Every every probably about I don't know, six months I'll get an email like that, but nobody does anything. So I've been pretty lucky as far as cancel culture goes. I have noticed, though, like if I go to Denver or if I go out of town for something that's not a libertarian event, you can kind of see the people. You kind of get a feel from people. Like, you know, when you just see, like, the the chick who looks like Drew Carey with green hair mm-hmm. and you're kind of like, mm, I probably should watch what I say around Yeah, this might not be fun. Right. Like, I tone it down. There's, there's definitely some bits and some punchlines, but if I'm going to, like, get a guest spot in Denver... I'm going to be like, mm, I'm going to not do this bit mm-hmm. and I'm going to do that one because that's, you know, more in the approved category. And just, and largely because I haven't gotten to the point where I'm like, fuck all you. I'm going to say exactly what I want all the time. I'm still trying to build a reputation with these people right. where I can play the game at least. Yeah, I hear you. I, uh, I kind of got soft asked to do the PA comedy at the PA State Convention next year. Yeah, nice. And I'm like, I should do it because it's going to be a lot, a lot of Mises people there, but also a lot of not Mises people there. And that'll be fun to get in some trashing without making it obvious. Oh, you should 100% do that. Buddy. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, it was a soft like... ask. It wasn't a definite ask. It was a soft ask. Yeah. This is from the state, not, not Mises. This is like the actual. Convention, convention, like the, the actual, actual state guys. party. Yeah, yeah, because they know me, and they're trying to play nice, I think, with the MC. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that would be a good icebreaker, right? I'm like, what's your what's your angle here? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know, is it? <laughs> is it? What's your angle here? I was like, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, I'll do it. Uh, that would be cool. If 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 it's yeah. uh no I wouldn't be a dick I wouldn't be a, I'm just kidding I wouldn't be a dick if they asked me to do because like you know you still want to be professional like you know you don't want to be an asshole and like just trash like people to, you know to be like oh MC Mises uh, like I wouldn't do that I'm just kidding right but I would I would just make jokes and just make it very neutral I, I would I would make fun of libertarians as a whole just I would like you know as you do it right there's no need to necessarily single anybody right. out because that's I mean? it's not a Mises event if it was a Mises event like I've done 
Sure. <laughs> Man, sure. it's different. But no, I would, I, I would honestly never do that because that's fucked. It's not professional. And like, you still want to be a professional a comic, right? It's your job. So you want to do your fucking job and not be a piece of shit. Right. Uh, but I thought, yeah, that'd be fucking cool to do. Um, yeah, that'd be sick, buddy. Yeah. yeah why not? Uh, let me ask you this. So dealing with lefty libertarians, because obviously you're a Mises guy. Uh, mm. How do you deal with them in your like local scene, or like you only have to really deal with them? Like I doubt they're ever coming to shows or anything like that. Right. So like, how how is your like? Do you have like a problem with them? Like they come after you because like they know you're with us? Is it like you know like? Well, I mean, to, as far as dealing with lefty libertarians um, in like my local scene, it's really easy for me, mostly because. I am the only libertarian in the entire town. Oh wow! <laughs> so I went to uh, I went to the Colorado convention um, as like a delegate, and I was the only delegate there from my county. Wow! Out of out of I think two hundred plus delegates, there's the delegate from Route County was Kyle Ruff, and that's it. So, and I don't I don't actually know. There was one guy I used to know, and there's a handful of people that I know now who have kind of leaned more in the Trump direction or something, um, who were like kind of vaguely consider themselves libertarian, but that's it, man. I live I live in the middle of the nowhere. I live in a town that's probably I don't know what the year round population maybe twelve thousand tops. That's um, not a lot of people. No, really and I not. haven't seen. I've been involved in the Mises group. Like I'm on the email mm. list for coming down, which sucks. Cause I was always like, we're doing a meetup in Denver. And I'm like, well, I can't drive three and a half hours to come see you, but I want to. Um, but I haven't, I haven't had anyone reach out to me in town or anything like that, or anyone in these, in these other group chats or anything like, Hey, I'm also in the area. Let's hang out. Hasn't happened yet. Um, I kind of more, because I'm a business owner there, uh, I'm more kind of presenting myself in Steamboat as Steamboat Comedy in my group and my brand, as opposed to Kyle Ruff, the libertarian comedian. Mm -hmm. So I haven't, I really haven't had much interactions with uh, negative lefty comedians or anything. I mean, like at when I was at um, Pork Fest, it definitely was not all Mises people. There's a, a big chunk of non-Mises people and I was walking around with my Mises badge I had like a pen yeah and and even on stage I kind of made some some comments about the Mises caucus and nobody nobody gave me any grief about that everybody was cool uh everybody respectful I think I might have said fuck Nick Sarwak on stage I think that might have been the only thing that I said I, but I just saw him again on Saturday in person again did you really because he was at the so I I met Spike Cohen for the first time Saturday also, which is cool. Uh, oh nice! I met him in Colorado. He was great, dude. Yeah, super cool. Uh, he's uh, hopefully he's gonna come on and, and do this show. He said he said he would actually. So this I have to figure sure, it out. But, yeah. No, I have to figure it out. But um, uh, no, I'm I'm the board rep for Bucks County, PA. So oh nice. So for Sick. every state party, you know, I I'm the vote for Bucks County. I'm like you know I go and vote yeah yeah nay or whatever. But this is like the first mm. in person meeting since like COVID, like for the whole state. And I was fucking three hours from my house. 
And I dr- we drive out there. I drive out there with the chair with our chair, Joe. Joe, what's up? I know you're listening, probably. What's up, Joe? <laughs> and uh, and we dr- <laughs> thanks, for dri- thanks for driving. It was awesome. I have to drive. <laughs> and then we drove out there, and then uh, Spike was speaking. Uh, separate from our event, just happened to be, you know, coinciding with our SAPE or meeting. They were having yeah, a yeah. speaking event, and Spike was there. His wife was there, and Sarwalk was there. And I didn't know that. And I just go to the bathroom. He comes out of the bathroom, and I was like, "Fuck it, this fucking guy's everywhere I go." I feel like now, like, like <laughs> him and I have gone at it on Twitter a few times. I blocked him oh, recently yeah. because fuck him. I I don't want to deal with him. I I think he's a no one. He's a parasite. He's a fucking plant. He's a Noda. Yeah, he's a Noda. Yeah. So <laughs> he's I blocked worse than him. A Noda. And every time I see him, I'm like. It's not worth me getting into it with him in his face either. It's not worth it. No. Because he won't do it. He'll just back down. I'm like, wow, now he's going to be yelling at a guy at a fucking hotel lobby like a psychopath. You know what I'm saying? Like, He's also a lawyer. Who knows? You might step on his toe and then he sues you. Right, exactly. He's a scumbag. So, But like, I, I feel like I see this fucking guy everywhere I go. And I'm like, why are you here? <laughs> it's a fucking bummer. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so um, we go to State Board. What was I saying? State Board. What was, what was before the Star Wars? You saw you said fucking Star Wars on stage. Yeah. Oh, that was my question. Yeah. Right. So, do you have a lot of libertarian material? Because, like, personally, I only really have one joke where I mention I'm a libertarian, and because it has to do with the joke. But otherwise, I kind of stay away from politics on stage. Now, if, I'm, if I'm at a Mises event, again, it's different. You can make a little more joke. But like normal comedy, yeah. like I stay away from politics usually. Like, how, like what what do you what's your take on that? Like, what do you do? Mine is um kind of like I was saying before. I do I do like politically adjacent material okay. where I'll, I'll talk about voting but i'll do it kind of like not not apparently coming from a certain angle or like i had a bit that i did about uh how woke politics is a distraction i have a bit that i do um about the the cia commercial that talks about how the cia is so inclusive yeah. you know what i mean yeah like things like that where i come at it from I'm like, let's talk about politics, but I never am like, I'm never like, fuck Trump or whatever for like applause, or I'm never like, I, I don't ever, I try to come at it from a way where the average person can't tell what side I'm coming from. Or at least like my angle is usually like, hey, isn't this all stupid? Right. You know what I mean? But it's the stuff that definitely plays very well for libertarian audiences. Cause, you yes. Know, nothing ever goes our way. <laughs> so yeah. it's all stupid. Um, but I can I can still do it in a way in front of lefty people or right wing people for the most part, and I get almost no almost no push. I, I the very first time I tried to do political material was uh, I was opening I was hosting an open mic, and the place was packed, and it just I hit uh, everything that I wanted to, but I kind of started with it. I was the first time I did the voting, but I started it with like I'm a libertarian, which means this and that and that. And I tell you, it was dead silence. Yeah. Just yeah. dead, awkward silence. And it was, you could tell almost everyone was like, do I, should I clap? For right. This? I don't do know. I like is, this, this? is this bad? Is this good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah what yeah. is this? Do you like this? Does he like this? Do I like you? So I, since then, I was like, oh, I should probably find a better way to approach this. Like, I, I do have, I have a joke about how. Some some woman, this is a true story, came up and she's like, "Is your comedy pro Trump?" And I was like, "What?" And uh-huh. She goes, "Well, we we want to come back for the comedy show, but our mom, uh, she can't handle Trump. She like can't. She has like a complete allergy to Trump, and she'll freak out if she hears Trump." 
And I was like, it, like it's not, but also like, is anyone, is pro-Trump comedy allowed? Like, have you ever seen pro-Trump Dude, comedy? Because I haven't. Listen to me, man. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much outside of Philly now, but like, I'm, st- yeah. I'm still in New York a lot because it's yeah. fucking, you know, an hour for me. So I'm in, you yeah. know, I'm doing, I, I'm, I'm doing New York shows all the fucking time. Yeah. When I tell you, for fucking four years, Trump's literally Hitler. Yeah, dude. Isn't he just the worst, you guys? Yes, yes, yes. yes. I, I'm oh just God. sitting there and like, you fucking cowards. Like, like we used to be counterculture, mm-hmm. like, and yeah. you're just culture. Like, you're just the thing. Like, aren't I so brave? I'm saying exactly what media and big tech tell me to say in government. Yeah, I'm so brave. And I'm so brave. I'm so brave. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, Gillis has that bit, you know, about like, you know, he's like. uh New York comics are like, uh, Trump's literally the worst. And he's like, you look, he's on next. He'd bury you right now. Like, you know, like he's funnier than most New York <laughs> comics. Like, you know, oh, like, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Shane Gillis, yeah. already, but like, uh, uh Shane's go great. watch Shane Gillis's new special, by the way, on YouTube. It has over a million views already. If nice. Anybody, I've okay. seen some clips. I saw this clip about the Trump dad. Oh, Fox News, dude. Fox News I, dad. I've yeah. seen some of this in person, just, you know, being around Shane and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So funny that that's a group. He's like, my dad watches Fox News until he can't. He's just, sit, just <laughs> yeah. sitting there. He's like, Mr. Potato Head is trans. Ah, I'm going to bed. <laughs> great bit. He's like, I can't do this. Yeah, great bit. It's man. really good. Shane, Shane and that's another thing. And that, that's, that's Shane but again. I know Shane a little bit. I, you know, we know Shane and his. I'm, I'm friends with a lot of his friends and comedy and stuff. And right, I'm Shane is fucking would go to all these alt rooms that these fucking loser white comics couldn't do that they wanted to and crush and they couldn't even crush in their own rooms and they fucking hated him for it. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Shane can go to any room. I believe it. Any room, Shane can go to any room, crush. And these fucking losers who, they're by the way, they're super all-inclusive scene, which is all white people. Right, of course. All white people. <laughs> they're, the the, the, the good, good good comedy theater is one of the people that came after Shane during the SNL thing. Yeah. They got sued by a friend of mine because they wouldn't pay him for the shows he ran there because they're scumbags. But, you know, fuck Trump and all this shit, but they fucking steal money from comics. They had to get sued over it. You know, all their rooms are white comics. Only white comics do their room there. Like, it was a joke. And they're all like, you know, like BLM. It's like, yeah, where's your black comics? <laughs> like, right. You know, it, 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 uh, I, what, what, fucking, uh, what Josh and Nick Ashley did on the Fakitarians podcast, when they were like, what's your favorite rap album? And Eminem. no one could answer them. <laughs> Nobody knew it. <laughs> Cause it's fake. Like I actually grew is. up listening to rock and hip hop. That's it. That's all mm-hmm. I grew up listening to. So I I'm I I'm all about rock and so I grew up listening to fucking Nirvana and Biggie, dude. That's you know? And these fucking fakes wanna call us racist. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, name f- fucking two songs on Ready to Die by Biggie. Right. They and can't name anything. Can't name any, and they can't name shit because they don't. They don't listen. They, they just know that's the best thing to say to try to get us. And it's like, mm, you're trash. <laughs> you're fucking. <laughs> you're all trash. Uh, so it's, it's annoying. It, it is. It's what the it world is. we live in, man. It is what it is. Exactly. Uh, we could kind of wrap it up, dude. I don't know how long we've been on. <laughs> but I feel like about an hour. We've been on for about an hour, right? Yes, this is the only thing when my producer's not here. I was like, usually he'll hold up signs for me, be like, how long we've been on, but I'm not even by the computer, so I can't even see. 
So I'm just, I'm just, yeah. I'm just guessing we've been on for at least an hour. <laughs> uh, it's all right. We're hoping he has a great grinder date. Great grinder date. Suck that dick, Jess. Um, yeah, dude. Quit being a faggot and suck that dick. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, tell everybody where they can find you. Please plug away. Anything you want to share, please. Absolutely, brother. Um, uh, everything I do is Steamboat Comedy. That's the business, steamboatcomedy.com, Steamboat Comedy Podcast. Uh, you can follow me, Steamboat Comedy, on Facebook and Instagram. I have a Twitter. I never use it. I also have uh, Instagram at Kyle Ruff Comedy. It's kind of my own personal one. Uh, and then the big thing is, uh, if anyone listening to this is going to or is around the area of uh, the Renegade Unity University weekend, that Renegade University is throwing in Lockhart, Texas with Thad Russell and uh, Scott Horton is one of the big speakers there. I um, can't remember. There's some guy, Jack the Perfume Naturalist. I don't know who he is. But it's going to be at Buck Johnson's house, Buck's Men. And we're the after party unofficially. Me and Robbie the Fire are throwing a show at this bar called Load Off Fannies, which is a strange name, but seems like a cool place. Owner's nice. Uh, it's going to be uh, a show that Saturday night. Just the two of awesome. us. Tickets are on sale right now. Uh, you can get them. You can get them on my website, Steamboat Comedy, and get them at uh, uh, Robbie's uh, website, RobbieTheFire.com. He should have a link up too. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to plug, buddy. Let's oh. just keep doing the thing. Fuck yeah, man, dude. Again, you guys know where to get me. Follow me for all my dates and other shit. Uh, go listen to Cult of Us, of course, another podcast. Download if you're if you're only listening to oh, this, yeah. YouTube.com/slash Adam Nutter for this podcast. Please subscribe, like all that shit. Uh, Kyle, thanks, bud. You're the fucking man. Thanks for coming on and doing this, dude. Dude, it was my pleasure. I'm looking forward to. We got to get together and do a show sometime for, for sure. Sure. All right, we got to get a little tour going. Dude, I think, we have is to. The next step. We have. We yeah. tour. That's yeah. We'll, we'll we'll talk we'll talk off air. <laughs> All right, sounds good, buddy. <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks, man. All right, later. <laughs>